Welcome to the Disc Collective Podcast. We're glad you could join us. I'm Greg Lambrecht, founder of Intrinsic Therapeutics and one of the inventors of the Barricade Annular Closure Device. In this interview series, Beating the Odds of Reherniation, you'll hear from Dr. Pierce Nunley, Director of the Spine Institute of Louisiana, and Professor Claudius Tomei, the Director of Neurosurgery at the University of Innsbruck, Austria. You're listening to Chapter 2, The High-Risk Patient. So without further ado, let's hear from these two great spine surgeons. Well, good morning, everybody, and really pleasure to, to be here and be with my colleague, Claudius Tomei. You know, um, we talk about these high-risk patients, and there are subsets of patients from a clinical standpoint that are higher risk and higher morbidity. Can you talk a little bit about those subsets and what types of patients might uh, our colleagues be seeing that, that they, they really need to be more vigilant about um, uh, the risk of reherniation? Obviously, like in, spine, like always in spine surgery, patient selection is key. And this is even more so for any implant and particularly also for the barricade. And um, when, when I was younger, there was always the story about those malignant disc herniations that seemed to have grown back. And, and the patients had two or even three reherniations, and finally they did a fusion, and you didn't know where that disc material came from. You thought, right. it's unbelievable. Why, why again the big disc herniation? Where is this coming from? And it, it almost looked like a tumor and, right. and, um, on, on MRI, I would say. Right. And, and we, we all know these patients. These are probably the, the end of the spectrum. Um, it was very interesting to find that the barricade study, the, we learned probably more from the control group than we did from the barricade group. Right. And, and what we saw there was that particularly young women with high discs have an exceedingly high risk of reherniation. And, and these were the patients that in our cohort, even at my department, had a 40, 45% reoperation rate. And if you would tell that to, to your colleague, they would, they would tell you, you are, you are just a horrible surgeon ending up with a 40 plus percent reoperation rate, even though this is a very limited group. And, and um, so it's, it's mainly high disk, Female patients are at higher risk, and there's some other factors that we found, like smoking may may have an extra effect, et cetera, et cetera. There are some issues um, which are which are not that important. But what I would also argue for, if a surgeon thinks about starting um, with the barricade, I don't think you have to start with all your patients and be very very broad in your indication. If you choose just your your young women with high disc, which may be only 5 to 10% of your patient population, and you see whether it works or not, um, then you will get acquainted with that technology. And, and, um, uh, but, but nowadays, it's, once we see these patients, we know exactly, oh, this is going to be a candidate with a very, very high risk of reherniation. Yeah, and I think that's important. And, you know, when we look at uh, Miller's and Bono's paper that... Uh, uh, was published in 2018. I think this is really talks to this again, trying to keep this evidence based because when they looked at the, um, the, their cohort of, of, of patients, they found that uh, for 30% of the patients that have a large annular defects accounted for 70% of the reoperations. So it, it really, the bulk of the reoperations with these people, just like you said, 
symptom recurrence had an odds ratio of 2.5. So, mm-hmm. uh, and reoperation 2.3. And, and these were p values that were in the, you know, zero, zero range. So, uh, from a evidence based standpoint, uh, and this was looking at 1,600 patients. So, this is not a small study. Um, and it really shows uh, that if you have that patient that you described just now, um, uh, his paper perfectly uh, shows the clinical importance of that. Um, yeah. You know, and I maybe think I can go ahead. So maybe I can add to that. Yes. You're absolutely right, because that's also something we haven't really looked at that much before that the size of the annular defect, Karagi pointed that out. He was the one to really establish that, if you will. We were just following that up in, 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 the, in the barricade study and our work thereafter. But if you have a big hole, and it seems quite logical um, that then it's more likely that this will come out through that hole again, Correct. because healing is poor. Correct. And, and so again, uh, I think it's clear. So when people say, and they see that big hole, um, the evidence is really clear. They can't just walk away from it and think it's going to be the same. I think the evidence is really clear. For now, we'll uh, say thank you to everybody for uh, paying attention and take care and uh, have a great day and everybody be safe. Stay tuned to hear from the experts on the level one RCT and cost effectiveness next time in chapter three. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe wherever you're listening. To watch the entire interview, head over to youtube.com forward slash barricade. Thanks, Dr. Nunley and Professor Tomei. And thank you for listening and for helping us build a world where lumbar disc herniation doesn't define lives. To download a copy of the publication synopsis, visit barricade.com and click the Publish Clinical Evidence section or contact your local representative for a print brochure. Keep in mind that the products discussed in this podcast have labeling limitations. Barricade is indicated for reducing the incidence of reherniation and reoperation in skeletally mature patients with radiculopathy, with or without back pain, attributed to a posterior or posterior lateral herniation, and confirmed by history, physical examination, and imaging studies, which demonstrate neural compression using MRI to treat a large annular defect between four and six millimeters tall and between six and 10 millimeters wide, following a primary discectomy procedure at a single level between L4 and S1. All medical devices have risks. Please refer to barricade.com instructions for a full list of benefit and risk information. U.S. law restricts this device to sale by or on the order of a physician. The guests on this podcast are consultants of Intrinsic Therapeutics. Until next time on the Discollected Podcast. Mm-hmm.